this is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 166th episode of Talk Direction. And how are you today, Lucia? I'm okay. Uh, It's been a stressful time because my car is falling apart. Yes. I keep having to bring it into the shop and I probably need to get a new car it's just been very stressful. God. I had to do start my taxes on Saturday. Ew. Um, and then I also have to, like, figure out moving. Like, I'm just doing, like, every possible adult thing you could do, and it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds stressful. I feel like when I was planning this episode, I was like, what, do, what can I ask at the beginning of this so that our answers are not, like, yeah, it's been a difficult time. Oops. I'm like, <laughs> like, what can I do? But because I, I just every time someone these days asks me like how I'm doing or what yeah. I got up to, it's like my answer is going to be the same. I'm not doing that well because every day's boring <laughs> as hell, and I'm just doing the same thing every day. Yeah, um, maybe so. we need to make a segment of like, what is one good thing that happened to you this week yeah that would be fun (laughs) or like have listeners write in and we like answer a question like a question of the week but like we answer it like just like a random question yeah oh we need something to brighten up the beginnings of these (laughs) episodes yeah also i did i um i'm in a weird mood because i didn't sleep a lot last night because i had a friend staying over Um, because I'm taking care of her dogs and she had a flight in the morning and I agreed to bring her to the airport and I thought it was going to be the close airport but it was the far airport Mm. and I had to wake up at 3 (gasps) a.m drive her to the airport and then drive home and it took me an hour in total (laughs) oh my gosh and we were up wait the close airport it only took you an hour there and back no the far airport I mean yeah wait the far airport is only an hour there and back that is really close at 3 a.m oh yeah well no the time is still terrible but it's interesting what you consider a far airport oh yeah well it was the san francisco airport which is like across a bridge yeah see for us we have an airport that's an hour away so it'd be two hours there and back and then the far airport closest airport yeah well we have there's like yeah that's the one in hartford and then if not you go to like new york or new jersey and those are like like a whole, you have to leave like two and a half hours in advance so we also have a patreon which is where you guys can support the show we appreciate all of our patreon supporters and in return we have a whole bunch of bonus content over there including chapter readings of these inconvenient fireworks and tddl or talk direction down low where we talk about more stuff one direction Sometimes it's more stuff we wouldn't want to talk about on the show. That's why it's the down low. So if you want us to hear us talking for an extra half hour um, of about One Direction, go check that out over there. If you want to hear me swearing a lot because people keep calling me and interrupting our recording. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
that. Um, yeah, because there's no uh, swearing rule over there, unlike on the show. So we get all kinds of crazy on TDDL. Um, and today we're actually doing um, an episode about name origins and like each of the boys' names and what they mean and our own names and all that good stuff. So that's going to be really fun if you're interested in hearing that definitely go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. And that's it for the intro. Moving on to news. We have one news story this week and (laughs) I've titled it, damn it, Louie, because (laughs) as we all know, every single week on this podcast, we're like, okay, Louie's song is going to be dropping next episode. I've got a good feeling about this. And it has not happened. And also, he, both he and his sisters, said that there was going to be a new song coming out in January. Mm -hmm. And all the Fridays of January are gone. And there's only a Thursday left. Mm -hmm. And the song's not out. So potentially it could come out February 1st. Yeah. I mean, it could come out Thursday night. And that would technically still be January. Oh, true. Well, once it hits midnight, it's the 12 a.m. 12 Mm -hmm. a.m. goes to the next day. Yeah. So, yeah. But I guess, yeah, you could see it as that. Yeah. So what what do you think's happened? What is up? Did they have a release date and then just choose not to release it yet? I don't know what's happening. I really couldn't say. I'm starting to feel doubtful but no 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 doubt no <laughs> doubt i'm here to make sure no one doubts anything about lou's music and whether or not it's actually happening because we- it's happening and i will not accept that we need to have a segment called louis watch 2019 every week we just yes check in about where the heck he is that's like our harry watch we're like oh harry's mm-hmm. still in japan um yeah. but yeah i mean i'm very confused because there were a lot of indications that he definitely was releasing something. I.e. him telling us and his yes. sisters telling us. Yes. And he, like, did an interview with someone and played them the song he was going to release. Mm-hmm. And he knew that that, he, and he, like, they didn't tell that person, like, don't go saying anything. So they knew that, like, that information was going to get out. Yeah. And then also he, like, has this other magazine cover coming out. It's very strange. And I feel like whatever's going on isn't something we could know. (laughs) I know. I'm thinking maybe that just because there were other really big artists releasing music these days. And maybe they just wanted to push it back to a less, uh, a date that less big or less artists in the same genre fewer artists right in the same genre like i don't know like julia michaels and niall and um ariana grande they took a lot of the the fridays and yeah but you'd think they would he or someone would say something because it was just like he was just like he was tweeting a lot gearing up to release something and then didn't release something and then it's just been radio silence from him yeah it's so, like you'd think if he was waiting, he would say something like, it's still on the way or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's just been gone. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe tomorrow night we'll have yeah. some good news. But again, we've said that every week. So 
Who yeah. knows? I mean, I'm convinced it's happening. I just don't know how many more weeks we have to wait, you know? Yeah. I mean, it has to happen. Like, the song's done. Yeah. There's a song, and it's done, and it's ready to be released. So, like, there's no reason for it not to be released at all. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to, like, finish so they can announce it and tour at the same time, and they have to, like, finalize different tour things, you know? Yeah, maybe. There's some maybe something that they're waiting on so that they can release it all at once. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I am convinced it's happening at some point soon. I hope so. Um, and that's it for news. Unless you wanted to talk about anything any of the other boys have been up to. I don't no. really know. Seems like it's all same old, same old, nothing that interesting. Yeah. So moving on to our main discussion then, which is talking, we're going to be talking about What a Time, which is a Julia Michaels song. Um, and this was on her EP, Inner Monologue Part 1, and Niall is featured on the song. So we thought, um, instead of discussing a Louis song, which we thought we would be discussing on this episode, <laughs> why not discuss a Julia Michaels song? Um, because Niall's featured on it, um, of course. But first, before we actually get into What a Time, I wanted to just talk about Julia Michaels' EP in general. Mm -hmm. Um, There's six songs on it, and Niall is featured on the last one, but there are five other songs that are awesome, and I just wanted to know what you thought of it. Um, I like it a lot. I listened to the whole thing like once or twice and then I kind of picked my favorite songs and have been mostly listening to those Mm -hmm. which is what I tend to do with new albums unless it's like an artist that I like really really follow yeah um so my favorite song is Apple for sure Mm. and then my other favorite song is Into You and why are those your favorites um they're just my kind of music I don't know I really like Apple because it's like very like slow and like it's just like a mood mm-hmm. um and i just like the musical style of into you They're yeah just, yeah yeah i really like into you i like happy a lot i mean mm-hmm. i like all of them i i think it's such a good ep i don't know if i could choose a favorite at this point yeah um i love selena gomez on anxiety I yeah. think it's a really good song. There's some great lines there. I'm a big Selena Gomez fan, but I realized that um, over this podcast, she hasn't really put out, like, an album or anything, so I haven't, like, mm. been able to gush about it. Yeah. So I feel like I don't really talk about my love for her as much as I should. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think she and Julia sound great on that. And then, yeah, Happy So Fun. Um I just want to, like, name all of the freaking songs. They're all yeah. just so good. Deep. I love Deep. Uh, that one I feel like See, is super relatable. I haven't listened to Deep or Happy. I can't recall what they sound like because I've just, like, been listening to the three that I like the most. You need to listen to all of them. I will. <laughs> That's what I always do. Like, if an artist that I, like, follow a lot, which is, like, not that many, puts out an album, then I'll, like, listen to all the songs. But yeah artists that I like casually follow I'll like listen to the full album and then I just listen to my favorite songs over and over again and then like over time I'll listen to the other ones Mm -hmm. but that always happens to me like it'll be a few weeks where I like just listen to the ones that like caught me the most 
Well, it's only six songs, so yeah. it's not like a 15-song album or a 27-song album where you're like, there's just <laughs> no way I can figure this out. Um, yeah. But I just, yeah, I think her lyrics are really great. She has this very sort of conversational way that she records Mm -hmm. and, like, writes her lyrics. And then also just to the way she sings them, it's very, like, expressive, um, which is quite different from what I've seen of other people. Not that it's, like, her style's better than other people's styles. It's just quite unique. um, Yeah. And I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think of just sort of her style of writing and the way she sings it? Um, I enjoy her style of writing. Like you said, it's very like conversational and very honest. Like um, the title of the EP in her monologue yes. is very apt because I feel like that's how a lot of her songs sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And presumably we're going to be getting inner monologue part two at some point. Yeah. I know. I'm very curious what that progression will be. Yeah, and when it's going to come. I guess, like, this is kind of her first album release, but she's releasing it in two parts. Is that what you get from this? Oh, maybe. Because it seems like these are all songs she's been working on. I can't imagine she'll have, like, another album. I don't know. I know sometimes people release albums in in two parts, and then, like... Mm. You just put them together and that's their album. Or like when they release the second part, it's like one and two together. Oh, like know. when she releases part two, it'll have, it'll. Yeah. It would something have... like that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I guess like releasing an EP gets people talking about it more. Right. And I saw a ton of artists. I guess a lot of people in the music industry obviously know Julia Michaels because she does a lot of songwriting, but I don't think yeah. people outside of the music industry know her as well, except for her song issues yeah Um, I think that's true so it was interesting to see so many people you know tweeting or Instagram posting about um her EP and saying how amazing it was and I was like wow it really helps to have all those connections in the industry um of people that know you yeah Um, yeah that's a smart way to do it like I mean not that it was like strategic or anything but like it's smart because if you want to write if you like you know spend time writing songs for other people that um are successful and then you can put out your own stuff and you have yeah so many people backing you yeah um so yeah let's move on to talking about what a time this song was written by julia michaels justin tranter casey barth and riley knapp and so not written by niall yeah Um, Although I saw different articles trying to say, like, they they were trying to connect this song to, like, Niall's love life and then sort of, like, blame it on the fans. Like, you know how they always do that? They're like, fans have been doing, like, gushing over this or whatever. And you're like, no, you just want to write this dumb article and you're blaming it on fans. Um, But I saw one who was like, fans think this song is about Niall's, like, ex or something. Right. And it was just like, the first thing that fans do is look at what, who wrote the songs, you know? Yeah. And, like, Niall didn't write on the song. So, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, maybe when he sung it, he felt a certain way about something. But you can't say that it's about that when he didn't write it, you know? Yeah. Um. 
I mean, it would have been cool if Niall wrote on this song, but it seems like it kind of happened after it was already written. Yeah. I would like to see them write together in the future. Yeah. I feel like they must have written some stuff when they were touring together. Yeah, maybe. And they're waiting to release it. Maybe there'll be a one on Niall's next album. Yeah, I hope so. She's just very talented, so she could up his songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple quotes that Julia Michaels has talked about Niall and their, like, process in the studio. Um, for Billboard, Patrick Crowley asked, Your other new duet is with Niall Horan on the song What a Time. You've toured together in the past. What's he like in the studio? And Julia said, To be honest, he's kind of the same. He walks in and he's just his goofy, silly self. I can't think of a moment where him and I aren't laughing and being completely ridiculous with each other. We always make fun of each other for a second. Then he sings his heart out and then he's like, cool, I'll see you later. (laughs) And all of a sudden there's this magical vocal on this song and he sounds like a sweet baby angel. (laughs) I love how like expressively kind she is to people when she talks about them. Yeah. Sweet baby angel. Yeah. Um, And then she has also said, um, for what a time, same thing. Niall and I were both going through similar situations and it was just very relevant to a certain point in our lives. When I sent it to him, he was like, I need to do this right now. I will come anywhere and I will do this right now. He learned the guitar part he learned all the harmonies and everything he came in like a pro like he always does and just knocked it out of the park it was incredible um so this sounds pretty cool i think i what were you gonna say oh just that they're both so like praising of each other like niall also tweeted a bunch like about the song and how much how like amazing julia is and like they're, they both just speak very highly of each other, which I yeah. find cute. Yeah, I really like that. Um, yeah, I just, this was nice. I feel like it's nice to have such positive work working experiences for them and for them to, like, express that. Um, yeah. Well, it's cool because, like, Niall didn't write this song, but, like, obviously when he heard it, <clears throat> he, like, related to it because... You know, apparently they were going through similar situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, obviously connected to it so much that he was like, I'll come anywhere. I need to do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, Niall's enthusiasm. He still has that such a sort of, like, fun, young, happy, excited heart. Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's really nice, so. Yeah. This was this was cool. And I'm glad, like, we're getting some inside insight into her like writing and recording process i know she said today on twitter that she did an interview and talked about how each song came together so i'm interested in hearing like the other songs or if we'll get more info on like niall's participation in the recording and like yeah i mean because you know recording he could have come up with like backing vocals or like i don't know although then you might be credited as a writer so i don't know I don't know, but still, we might get some more insight into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she's also performed this song. She did it on her 2018 tour with Maroon 5. Um, I feel like it's funny because when it's One Direction 
or Harry Styles. I was literally just going to say what you're about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we are on top of it. We know what songs were recorded. I'm like, I had those MP3s going. But, Mm -hmm. like, people who are a casual fan, like, they won't know Medicine or Anna until they're on an album, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, the same for Julia Michaels, where her, like, hardcore fans probably had, like, mp3s of this going on their ipod and they finally got a studio version after however many months you know right but it's also such a smaller fan base because like when the song when they announced this song what a time i thought it was a brand new song i thought niall had maybe written it with her um and it wasn't until like a couple days after it was released that i went like went onto youtube and searched and found out that she had already performed it like months mm. ago yeah and i was like what and there was only like five comments on the video or something and oh, there was only like wow. two like videos on youtube period and i was like so shocked because i was like yeah. how did i not know about this already because with the boys like you just know everything yeah yeah <laughs> i was watching there was a clip on youtube of her performing somewhere and i was like oh i would love to see like the fan recorded videos of that mm-hmm. and then i was thought to myself like maybe there aren't those like easily accessible to get like fan recorded videos of whatever performance this is that's like just happened yeah we are very lucky that there's a lot of 1d fans out yes. there to record everything so that we can all share in it yeah and in one of the r- videos she introduced the song by saying i wrote this song about somebody that i used to love which adds a lot of meaning to the song i feel and it's also interesting because i know she just broke up with someone oh so this song is about the someone that she broke up before that someone oh no it'll be like it's weird to sing about when you're now performing songs live just given the whole music process and how long it takes from when you write them to like when you're actually putting out an album and touring it's like it could be three relationships like removed and you're like maybe i'm not so i'm not feeling that same you know heartbreak that i was feeling at that time or maybe now i'm feeling it for someone else yeah yeah it's interesting um yeah so what do we think of Niall's voice on this um before we get into the lyrics like what do you think he adds and how does his voice sound I love his voice on this song um like part of me wishes that there was more of him on the song but also I think it's perfect yeah um like now that I've had the song for a couple days I don't think I would change it I think it's like the perfect amount um and I feel like the way he sings it is really pretty and it sounds very different to what I've heard from him, at least recently. Um, I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, his voice sounds so different. And then I was sort of thinking like um, that he would sound like that sometimes on some like One Direction songs. Mm. But like a lot of the songs on his own album, he doesn't really quite sound like that. There was like a certain quality. And I think it's because he was singing so high and the yeah. way that they mixed it, because obviously it's not like his you know producers and stuff it's julia michaels so it just has a totally different sound Um, yeah i agree he was singing was like i thought it was a lot higher than i've heard him sing at least like continuously yeah um yeah and then i think also when they were doing the harmonies there wasn't such a big gap between their harmonies so like their voices blended together um Mm -hmm. 
so you you it, it's like harder to pick him out from julia but then like if you once you keep listening to it it like becomes more obvious yeah like um, the first time i listened through the whole song and then after when i was trying to remember i was like well he may be on the last chorus but it's like hard it's like i don't i don't really know and then when i listened yeah. again um i could obviously hear him but mm-hmm. it is very much like yeah blended together like you said yeah so pretty though i really really love it i think he sounds great on her yeah and i think he matches it really well because she sings with such like so much emotion Mm -hmm. in her voice and like her voice gets like a little cracky in the song and niles does too yeah and i feel like he did a good job of like of like keeping the emotion in his voice Mm -hmm. um and like obviously he's said that this song is special to him and julia has said um what did she say on his she like commented on his instagram post and said thank you for bearing your soul with me on this one or something like that um and i feel like you can really tell that he did yeah i agree um yeah he does put that emotion into it in this song um and i hope he carries that on to his own like in his own music because i feel like he definitely did that live but maybe it wasn't seen as much on the album at different points yeah Um, on his album yeah i'm really glad they they did this together i i just really enjoy when there's multiple people on a song i just think it makes it so much interest so much more interesting Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love that. I mean, it would have been, you know, beautiful with just Julia, but I think it is so much better to have, um, the, like, contrast of different voices and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like out of all the songs on her EP, this one, I would have said, would be the one to have Niall on it. I, th- I yeah. feel like, while it's definitely, like, a Julia song, there are parts of it where I'm like, okay, this line could totally be Niall or like this sounds mm-hmm. more like Niall compared to like some of the other songs, which would really not fit in with what Niall does. Not that he would sound bad on it, but it's not as close to his own music. I think this song is more close to Niall's music than any of the other ones. Would you definitely. agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. <clears throat> I instantly thought of this town. Yeah. Um, after I heard this song, like musically and lyrically. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's get into the lyrics, starting with the title, which is What a Time. Um, of course, we got this beforehand, so we got to speculate about it, even though the song was already out. And we could <laughs> have... we had known. <laughs> yeah, we could have found out the lyrics, but we waited. Um, but I feel like, you know, this what a time i feel like there's a lot of meaning in that you know we all kind of have used that phrase before it's like Mm -hmm. oh what a time that was sort of reflecting reminiscing you know you're looking back on the past on sort of a good time um yeah i mean do you have anything else about it i don't think so i have some things about that phrase but i think it'll be more applicable to like the chorus okay cool So let's get into the first verse, which is the verse that Julia Michaels sings alone. And it is, I feel a little nauseous and my hands are shaking. I guess that means you're close by. My throat is getting dry and my heart is racing. I haven't been by your side in a minute, but I think about it sometimes. Even though I know it's not so distant. Oh, no, I still want to reminisce it. Um... Right away, I'm, like, heavy on these descriptors. It's, like, fight or flight going on here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I really like all her, like, 
um, like nauseous, hand shaking. Mm-hmm. It paints the picture really mm-hmm. well. Um, and I like the unique rhyming distant and reminiscent. I feel like mm-hmm. that is I got this. I well, not. I got this, but I was looking at Barnes and Noble the other day at this songwriting book Ooh. that I picked up and I want to actually purchase it so I can look through it more. Um, but it was talking about like lazy rhymes and uh-huh. I would love to sit there and point out like what rhymes they consider lazy or like common rhymes that you always see. Um, and had a whole bunch of like cliche phrases as well and I think it would just be so interesting to go through and like see which phrases were used in One Direction's music or the boys solo music yeah I would Um, love that yeah it just seemed like such a cool book and I wanted to take pictures of those pages but then I was too scared too (laughs) because I was like are they gonna get mad at me that I'm just like (laughs) taking pictures of this book without buying it (laughs) the bookstore police are gonna get you (laughs) yeah exactly but I want to actually buy it because it seemed really cool and it also like gives you all these like fun exercises that you can do to help improve your songwriting yeah um which I mean I don't songwrite but it was it was just interesting yeah but you're just like one step away from songwriting because you write poetry true i mean i could make that jump i could try all you need to do is like team up with someone who's musical you can write a song together yeah that would be really cool um you should write the music i'll write the lyrics yes what are what will our band be called i don't know (laughs) we need to come up with a good name (laughs) (laughs) guys Send us your suggestions for the Caitlyn Shield name, <laughs> band name. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah, just like I think Rhymes. her, yeah, her rhyming was interesting there. Um, and and also the way she does her lines, she does a lot of um, those uh, sort of continuing. I forget what the actual literary term is, but like where you continue the line. And like it breaks at a weird part so yeah i haven't been by your side you feel like that's the end because like that's the end of the line um but in a minute comes in the next phrasing so it's like i haven't been by your side in a minute but i think about it sometimes so it just like yeah. throws you off a bit in a good way um because it's not the way you would expect the lines to come yeah that's my that's my favorite that's like one of my favorite parts of the song is that phrase that phrasing yeah Um, because it's so clever she's such a good songwriter like i feel like to come up with that like must like she just you know spends so much time doing it yeah but it's so clever because it's not only like the spacing of the words like you were just saying but also like then the way it rhymes because then you have Mm -hmm. like the side and i and sometimes Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's like i haven't been by your side in a minute but i think about it sometimes yeah it's just so clever it is uh it is really clever (laughs) and then even though i know it's not so distant oh no i still want to reminisce it it's just it's such clever writing yeah she's she's always thinking about how the words work not just as lyrics but like sonically and structurally um and i feel like that is a sign of a really good songwriter thinking about words on multiple levels and what it's going to do in the song yeah um what else did you think about this verse um i well musically i really um like when i first heard this song the 
like guitar like the chords were like felt a little bit not jarring that's too extreme but there's something very odd about this melody mm-hmm. and the chord progression and it reminds me a lot of <clears throat> um tegan and sarah um i don't know if you're really familiar with them at all but i follow them on instagram but i've never listened to their music really yeah oh my gosh i need to like make you some kind of playlist yeah um they have a huge discography oh that's Um, overwhelming (laughs) yeah but a lot of their songs um have really strange kind of odd melodies Mm -hmm. and this instantly reminded me of them and also when I was listening to it because I was trying to think like is there a specific song it reminds me of and there's a song called soil soil um that Tegan wrote and it sounds very similar to that song and then I realized Julia Michaels voice sounds very very similar to Tegan's voice actually Ah. um so I think that was part of what made the connection in my brain too yeah oh that's interesting I'd love to listen to that I think that's really cool yeah that's one of my she has such a distinct voice so yeah like I'm sure that connection is really like bold (laughs) like yeah there well and this the song soil soil it's actually funny because it's one of the songs that has a more quote-unquote normal melody (laughs) but it has a similar um like vibe to it because it's a very like sad like very like emotionally expressive song Mm -hmm. um but yeah I find the chord the like odd chord progression um interesting Um, in Julia's song yes yeah yeah and I learned it on guitar um oh and it took me a long time because (laughs) it's um it's different it's a different tuning I don't actually know what the tuning is called but you change the b string to a c but I couldn't figure that out because no one had like figured it out yet so there was like tabs and then there was someone who had a youtube video but like neither of them were correct and so I was watching Niall's video because he has a video of him doing it Mm -hmm. I was like this doesn't sound right either and then some wonderful person on the internet said to change the b string to a c and then i did it and then that's the song wait so niall was playing it wrong no he was playing it right but like you can't oh but wrong compared to the music no he was playing no he was playing it right but like unless you're really trained at picking up notes you wouldn't know that it's his guitar was tuned differently oh okay so he was standard tuning got it so if you were to like pick up a guitar and like copy his fingers it wouldn't sound the same because your guitar would be tuned differently. yeah oh yeah there's so much detail in musical instruments yeah. that i have no idea about <laughs> well it's also interesting because it's the same chords throughout the entire song it never changes there's not separate oh. ones for the chorus there's not separate ones for the bridge it's mm-hmm. just this like one little slide it's five different chords mm-hmm. um that he just slides back and forth between or she does um and it's that same chord progression like for the entire song which is very interesting as well that's interesting do songs usually change on the chorus and the bridge yes yeah so usually there's like a certain chord progression for the verse and then the chorus will have a different chord progression Mm. or they're in a different order you know Mm -hmm. but this song is literally like it's a loop Mm -hmm. so like the the like entire chord progression lasts from like um i feel a little nauseous and my hands are shaking I guess that means you're close by. And then it loops and then it just repeats throughout the rest oh, of the song. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. But the <clears throat> the like studio version 
has a lot of stuff added. So like towards mm-hmm. the end of the song, there's like a lot of voices and a lot of different instruments and stuff. So it doesn't sound yeah like you're just listening to one loop over and over again, but you are. <laughs> huh. I did not pick up on that. Although oh, I didn't really comment that much on the music this yeah. time around. Well, I only so. noticed that because I learned to play it. And Yeah. Just are you going to put that up on our Instagram? Oh, it's quite bad. <laughs> right no, now. you should. <laughs> no, because it's it's like it's a little bit advanced for me. I'll practice it, but like right now, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> I can just picture you singing. What a time! What a time! What a time! Like because it I has these slides that. that are just challenging. I'll I'll practice it. So, do you have anything else for the first verse? Um, I don't think so. Except that the song has an interesting lyrical progression where in the beginning of the song not until really the very end do you get concretely like the level of like pain and mm. sadness of the song yeah because like for this verse it could very well be like um you know a bittersweet situation like you haven't been around someone you know you're feeling anxious about it you know you want to reminisce you think about it sometimes so it kind of still seems like it could be this more like bittersweet like thing and it's not until you get to the last chorus actually that you get the full weight of how sad it is yeah except for the way she sings because in the chorus um the way she sings certain words like you can just feel how painful it is yeah um, yeah, that's interesting because it does start out where you don't know right yeah. away where it's going to go. Yeah, but that's all I have for the first verse. All right, so moving into the chorus, and this chorus is just Julia Michaels. And she says, I think of that night in the park, it was getting dark, and we stayed up for hours. What a time, what a time, what a time. You cling to my body like you wanted it forever. What a time, what a time, what a time. For you and I, what a time, what a time for you and I. Um, So this is kind of like a bit of a flashback to a happier time. Mm -hmm. Um, The what a time was like just thinking about like when they were lying down in a park and, you know, they were clinging to each other and it was happier and better. It kind of reminded me almost like of two ghosts and the flashbacks that happened in that song. Just like the reflecting on good times, but coming from a point where like the relationship is done yeah um yeah so I felt that connection in this and then just sonically I loved when she sings what a time and it sort of feels like there's a big sort of chorus behind her singing it as well yeah um I liked how that sounded a lot mm-hmm. um what did you think of the chorus um I like it a lot um again it's like the way she sings the the word forever, it, like, sounds so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why I think you can tell, even though the lyrics still are a bit vague. I mean, they're not vague, but, like, the lyrics could still be something different. Um, the way she sings that, like, makes you think it's sad because she just, mm-hmm. the way she sings it is so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the chorus really reminds me of this town. I think particularly because, I mean, she's talking about reminiscing and, like, this old relationship she used to have, um, which is what this town is about as well. Mm -hmm. And I think this town is a little bit more positive um, 
But I think the line in slow in slow town. <laughs> slow town. <laughs> in this town, um, when he says, "I remember everything from when we were the children playing in this fairground," makes me think of um, that night in the park. Yeah, it was getting dark. Like it's just very similar um, situations. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because fairground and park, too, those two, like, locations yeah, are very, like, they remind you of being young and sort of free and, like, parks mm-hmm. and fairs and, I don't know, there's this sort of innocence and happiness about it. And I think that reflects sort of, like, the beginnings of a relationship, I guess, where, like, things yeah. are happy. Yeah, and she says, like, we stayed up for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. All right, moving into the second verse, which Niall sings, and it is, I know we didn't end it like we're supposed to, and now we get a bit tense. I wonder if my mind just leaves out all the bad parts. I know we didn't make sense. I admit it that I think about it sometimes, even though I know it's not so distant. Oh no, I still want to reminisce it. Oh, Niall sounds so pretty here. He really does. I love it. I want to him, hear him sing more like this. Yeah, it was quite different. I want to find, like, did you, I know you said it reminded you a bit of how he used to sing in 1D. Do you know what songs in particular, or? I was hoping to have time to, like, listen to a few and find one, but I didn't. Mm. So I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. And I don't think he sounded quite like this, but I definitely know there was times when he would sing like a higher harmony or like a little bit of a higher verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything because I want to say like to go through some of their softer songs were like, um, I want to write you a song, but I don't remember he was that high in it. No, he wasn't sounding high pitched. (laughs) I think it was Um, probably more on like the earlier stuff. Yeah. And like the harmony when he would do harmonies and stuff. Yeah. Oh, what song was it that I just, saw on tumblr where people were like niall's doing this really high part i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) let's see how fast i can look it up oh i found it right away nice um in kiss you oh but like you can't really hear it in those songs because they're so heavily produced yeah um like you wouldn't be able to pick it out unless you have one of these versions where someone like changed all the volumes so that you can hear mm-hmm. the harmonies interesting wait so that's a they did that to that version that you heard yeah it's like edited so the oh, music is all turned down so you just hear all their harmonies which are gorgeous i want to hear it send it send it or post it on the twitter or something so everyone else can go listen to it too. okay i will <laughs> <laughs> guys go follow us at talk underscore direction for that little snippet um because god knows i'm not gonna want to edit it into this actual episode (laughs) um um, what else did i have to say um i oh i thought like the songwriting style in this where she's kind of like analyzing her emotions and like understanding why she felt a certain way and like knowing like i don't know she like is aware of her emotions and sort of like whatever uh-huh. parsing them out reminded me of just what Niall does throughout his whole album where like he just seems really like he's got 
high emotional intelligence where he's like talking about his feelings and like analyzing them like meta thinking Mm -hmm. um so i thought like that probably would be a reason why niall would relate to something like this song because it's similar sort of emotional style as his own music yeah definitely i also found it interesting because i was thinking about this town and um this town definitely seems like a more positive reminiscence because Mm. he's like i would still dance with you um there's not really a lot of negativity in the song except you know he's like i heard that you're with someone new but it doesn't really there's nothing in the song that says like the person who he's thinking about hurt him yeah um and it's interesting because he has the line in this song i mean obviously he didn't write it but he has he sings the line i wonder if my mind just leaves out all the bad parts Mm-hmm. So then you almost look at this town and are like, this could be a song about the same situation, except that when he looks back on it, he's left out all the bad parts and all he remembers is this wonderful relationship and he'd still dance with them and, yeah, you know. Oh, that's so interesting. It's like looking back with rose-tinted glasses. Yes. You just see the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's also like in psychology, just a way that humans are able to cope with like trauma or Mm -hmm. difficult things is to like be able to heal and forget about things that are difficult yeah um so that you're not always thinking about them or so you can keep going forward and you know (laughs) keep living yeah that's really interesting yeah and i like i like that she kept in the same um little phrasing that she had in the first verse um this one is um I have to sing it in my head to get the rhythm. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's, um, I know he didn't make sense. I admit it that I think about it sometimes. Mm. So it's the same, um, like, rhythm of the words as the first verse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got that internal rhyme going on. Or Yeah, and it's and not I, the same, but... like, I don't think, I don't think that I'm, um, I know he didn't make sense. I admit it is the same sentence but it could be yeah yeah because the other one couldn't be applied the other way this yeah. one it, it does make it's not like yeah yeah it's just the same rhythm maybe yeah <laughs> i Uh-oh. hope people understood what we just said <laughs> you think you think people won't understand <laughs> i feel like i just rambled there it didn't really make sense <laughs> i'm sure it makes sense and those are the lyrics didn't make sense look at that oh yeah (laughs) i need to stop um what else do you have about this verse um Uh oh my puppy is starting to scream let me know if you can Uh hear that i could but it's okay i'm gonna ignore her for a minute i just heard one bark i have a couple puppies here right now oh um yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Um, I was going to say that the last two lines in particular, even though I know it's not so distant and oh no, I still want to reminisce it, just felt very like it could be an Anil song. Yeah, um, definitely. Especially when he was singing it. I was just like, this could totally be an Anil song. Yeah. I also really like that too, um, that sentiment, like wanting to reminisce on a relationship and being like i know it wasn't that long ago but i still want to reminisce it as if it was 
you know. Looking back on the good old days. Yeah. I also like to do that, so. Yeah. Um, Moving into the next chorus, which is the same pretty much lyrically, Mm -hmm. um, but Niall sings on this one um, as well as Julia. So then we have some harmonies going on. I thought the harmonies were really pretty. Yeah. And you can hear those voice cracks going on from them here, which... I mean, you can hear it throughout, but I just made the comment here. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of their chorus together? I liked it. Um, I thought it was good. I, you know, it's as, as we were talking about in the beginning, um, it kind of blends together because there's like a lot of sound, um, mm-hmm. like the instruments and stuff get louder, but I think it works well. Was there a way, like what, could you have made like a, a harmony where their voices were differently pitched more so like yeah have one of them a lot deeper i think so honestly i i would need to listen listen to it again i wasn't really focusing on the harmonies in the chorus but Mm -hmm. i almost feel like they weren't really harmonizing that much i think they were singing the same melody for a lot of it yeah unless i'm remembering wrong and then which case ignore me (laughs) no i think i think they were for a lot of it but i think there were certain ones that i heard harmonies on but also like i'm not the musical expert here yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i know they could have picked notes that were more separate or like had someone singing deeper and then yeah it would be i but the blending is nice too i think it sounded really pretty yeah um okay then we have the bridge which is both of them when they sing for you and I, for you and I, for you and I, what a time, what a time for you and I, what a time for you and I. Yeah. What a time, what a time for you and I. Um, and again, I just thought they sounded really pretty together. Um, I feel like, especially here, it just, I think the having both of them like having two different people on the song really felt powerful because it Mm. feels like there's like two people that are in different locations sort of feeling going through the same emotions and like while one person while julia was the one who wrote this and like was feeling these things like whoever the other person she wrote it about was probably feeling similar things and like going through similar emotions now i'm just thinking of that scene in cheetah girls 2 maybe (laughs) Where they're, like, all, like, singing a song together, but they're all, like, in different parts of, like, Spain and, like, walking around the empty streets. Did you ever see that movie? No. It's such a good scene. (laughs) Um, Anyone else know what I'm talking about? Kara would know. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it just made me think of, like, two people, like, in, like, in their own separate lives singing together. And I don't know. I, I think it was cool to have two people on this song in particular because it, I don't know you and i you and i like it makes it i don't know fits well yeah yeah i I enjoy that it's a duet that is like two people singing about sharing the same heartbreak with like different Mm -hmm. people like it's not they're not singing about each other oh is that how you take it oh yeah (laughs) i I was saying you were thinking that you were just you were just what you were just explaining was that they were singing about each other <laughs> yeah, yeah that's really poorly Sorry. like i mean like two people that were together that have now gone separate ways and they're sort of singing from their own areas oh. where they're no longer together 
but like they're feeling the same thing. See, I didn't see the Cheetah Girls, so I wasn't following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, in the Cheetah Girls, they all had had a fight. I get it. They were all kind of mad at each other, and they all sort of were walking around the city by themselves and singing, and it was like yeah. they were all feeling the same feelings. Right. No, I think that makes friends. sense. I think a lot of people would hear the song that way. The only reason that I hear it the opposite way is because I know the artists and I know when the song yeah. was written. Like I know, you know, it's not it wasn't yeah. meant to be about a relationship that they had with each other. Yeah. I think listening, I don't really picture them in a relationship. Yeah. But again, because I know, but I guess just analyzing, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just enjoy um, platonic friendship in music. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't yeah. happen enough. <laughs> I know. Like, so honestly. much of music is about romance, which, like, is good, too. But, like, there needs to be more friendship stuff in music, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's just – when you think about it, like, there are so many topics in this world that you could write about and sing about mm-hmm. and so many interesting words and this and that. And when you get to put out an album – you're going to try to choose the cream of the crop of topics and cream of the crop of words. Mm-hmm. And some people, they really don't go to the cream of the crop. <laughs> they, they are le- reaching for like low-hanging fruit or something. Like you have the opportunity to put something out into the world and you choose like, I don't know, the same topics every time yeah. or it's just like, there's just so many interesting things in this world and it doesn't need to just be romantic love every time or ooh baby when you hold me every time (laughs) like find something else to say use a different word open that dictionary and put your finger down and try to incorporate that into a song yeah well i don't think that's just music i think that's a cultural problem that we have is the over importance placed on um romantic relationships and like being in a couple yeah and i think it's really driven by capitalism (laughs) (laughs) go off on a little soapbox right now (laughs) i'm not going to because i'm too tired for that and i'll just jumble my words and sound like an idiot but it's a thing that i talk about in therapy a lot (laughs) yeah because like i'm the kind of person like i'm definitely a romantic person um but i also like really value my friendships And it's hard because a lot of times, like, you know, when you have friends who get married, their partner becomes, like, the person that's most important to them. Yeah. That's the person they're going to prioritize. That's the relationship they're going to prioritize. And sometimes they put everything into that and they, like, don't put much into their, you know, friendships anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, because it's easier to do that. And sometimes it's a necessity because of the way that our world is built. But... I think it's very awful. I think yeah. everyone is lonely and it doesn't work. <laughs> you need more than one person. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing that we're taught in society is to, you know, find a partner. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a relationship. That's who you're going to build your life around. But it's right. like, what if I don't want to build my life around my partner and I want to choose to build my life around, like, my family or my friends yeah. or you know, stuff like that. I just mean, like, obviously build your life around yourself. But, like, you know, who do you want to 
when when your partner gets a job that's across the country often people go with their partner to that job right and like will pick up their own life and move even if their friends and family are in that area right it's like why do you choose that person over these other people who are really close to you you know yeah exactly and I'm the kind of person that like I form like really really close bonds with my friends Mm -hmm. like I love my friends like deeply and, like, I'm the kind of person who's, like, very committed and loyal. And, like, I would move to, like, be with a friend or, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, make big commitments and stuff. And I don't really get that in return because mm-hmm. I'm not any of my friends, like, romantic partners. Right. And it's, like, I mean, yeah. It's just weird. It's just because, like, that's what we've been taught. Like, yeah. if if my sibling, one of my siblings were, sp- were to pick up and move across the country and settle their life, like, in California, it's, like, why am I not meant to follow them if right. they're the closest people in my life? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, why is it expected that that's just the way it is? Right. Why do we not say, okay, well, I want to live. I only have one life and I want most of my days to be around you because you make me happy. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's bad for people in relationships too, because if you are getting all of your needs met by one person, first of all, that's unhealthy because you can't mm-hmm. get all your needs met by one person. And second of all, if you've, like, narrowed your world down like that and then you have a breakup or you're going through a hard time and then you don't have anyone else to rely on, like, that can be an awful position to be in. And I feel like that happens to a lot of people. And I just feel like so many people are so isolated and lonely. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's a big problem. (laughs) So what you're saying is that if you're in a room with 100 people and one person believes in you, that's still not enough. No. <laughs> you didn't catch the reference. It was oh. a <laughs> I didn't. It was a, a Lady Gaga quote. Oh. <laughs> she keeps saying like Bradley Pitt was that one person in the room for her and there could be 100 there could be 99 people that don't believe in you, but you just need one person to believe in you. Oh you yeah. Can do it. Yeah. It's like become this meme thing. <laughs> I was trying to do it, but it failed. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I agree with you. We need lots of people in our life. Yeah, We're and also like beings. we are, and also there's just like not enough like emphasis on like learning how to like communicate with friends mm. and have conflict and have conflict yeah. resolution. <laughs> yeah, like I've had so many situations where like I've had drama and conflict with friends, and sometimes I'm like is there something wrong with me, like, that I'm always the one having drama? And then I realized, like, no, it's because I take my friendships as seriously as I would a romantic relationship. So when there's problems, yeah. I'm going to work through them. I'm going to deal with them. Yeah. And other people don't do that. Yeah, it is true. Like, I feel like that's I, – I mean, I know some people seem to be, like, close to their friends where, like – I mean, just from you, you seem to fight with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, a lot of people just, they just never fight with their friends. So, right. I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I don't really fight with my friends. I feel like I'm definitely one who's like, oh, I just can't. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just keep that inside and let it fester. Yeah. <laughs> different than the way I am with my family where I'll just like, I really let it all out. And I'm right. like, no, I have a problem, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. We yeah. need to do better as a society. Yeah. Damn you, capitalism. Yeah. 
we just did not because it's draw like, that bridge at all, though. <laughs> I know we didn't. It's just like a very sum- summarized <laughs> summary of that is like, it's freaking hard to exist and live and go through your day and go to your job and make money and survive and keep your mental health up. And like, we don't have the time and energy to devote to like having a bunch of different relationships. So if you've got mm-hmm. a partner at home, you know, you're going to go to work, you're going to be tired, and that's the person you're going to rely on. Like, you're not going to have the energy and time. Yeah. To, like... Especially if you it, want a family, often right. it takes two incomes to raise children. I mean, don't even get me started on the the way that people do families. <laughs> <laughs> like, two, two people is not enough people either to raise a child. <laughs> oh We're doing everything God. wrong. Honestly, we need to have a whole episode devoted to, like, us just, you know, getting mad at the world. Yes. I feel like people just need to start embracing alternative families because. Mm. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Like, my stepmom, so my my mom's wife, they got married. Like, they met, like, 15 years ago. But before they met, like, my stepmom, you know. Uh, like a long time ago before we knew her she wanted to have kids and she had these friends gail and renee who are in a relationship and they also wanted to have kids and so they decided that like val would get pregnant and gail and renee would sort of sort of be like the co-parents mm. um they would be like fin- equally financially responsible and they would like help with like taking care of the kids um so my stepmom got pregnant, and she ended up having twins. <laughs> oh, wow. And, like, she was dating someone, but, like, the person she was dating, like, wasn't, like, wanting to be the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it was such a smart thing to do because then as the kids were growing up, like, they had three, like, parental figures to, yeah. like, take care of them and be financially responsible, which is, like, so helpful. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And it just was, like, such a successful um model that i feel like but i feel like people are so averse to that like people want the Mm -hmm. nuclear family even people who don't think they do yeah and that honestly is a very western like american idea like right not all cultures abide by that like nuclear family household whatever the hell yeah like there's so many other successful ways that are shown again and again in other cultures on how to raise a family. Yeah. Um, what did they call each of the parents? Um, just by their names. Oh. I mean, they called Val their my stepmom. They would call their mom, but then mm-hmm. yeah, Gail and Renee. I think when they introduced them to strangers, they probably called them aunts or something. Ah. Yeah. That's really cool. What a beautiful story. Yeah. I feel like um, that's how I would want to have a family, like, if I ever have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I would want to have, like, a lot of people on board. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always, like, want to raise the, my kids with, like, my siblings and, like, yeah. be, like, live close by so you get that familial support. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, Anyways, that was a long tangent, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a good one, though. Yeah. But I feel like having a song like this where you have two people who like you know with the way that things normally go you would be like oh like they're singing about each other because it's like a guy Mm -hmm. and a girl but instead they're like 
friends singing about their separate heartbreaks right and like relating with each other and i just find that very beautiful and refreshing it is it's really nice um so then we have another chorus with both of them and this time it's different and the lyrics are i think of that night in the park it was getting dark and we stayed up for hours what a lie what a lie what a lie you cling to my body like you wanted it forever what a lie what a lie what a lie for you and i what a lie what a lie for you and i so i feel like this is where you get that sort of dramatic shift yes from what a time to what a lie where yeah. that bitterness really comes out yeah um again this is just such clever songwriting because you kind of don't expect it because you hear over and over and over again as you're, as you're listening to the song her repeat what a time what a time and then it sounds very similar and it kind of catches you off guard mm-hmm. and it's so strong to be like yeah you wanted me forever what a lie yeah like that like because what a time is like a positive like reflection and then you what a lie is like yeah it is like the opposite yeah and then like after you listen to the song like then when you listen to it again from the beginning that's in your mind and then even though Mm -hmm. like the entire song until this last chorus she's singing what a time like in my mind at least i'm thinking like you know that that's coming so then i think of it in a totally different way and i hear the whole song in a totally different way yeah um and it's just so sad like just the sentiment of like you cling to my body like you wanted it forever what a lie Mm -hmm. like it's just so heartbreaking yeah um and the repetition like oh sorry uh no i was going off somewhere else so you go oh i was just gonna say like um the like repetition like the chorus is the same except the only lines that are changed is what a time to what a lie um so it's also that thing of like shifting the perspective because you've heard like you know i think of that night in the park it was getting dark we stayed up for hours what a time and then it's like the same line but then it ends in like what a lie and -hmm. it's like it's like you just you were just like told this story about someone reminiscing and then all of a sudden it's like revealed yeah what it really was and it's yeah powerful yeah um i was gonna say i really love the high-pitched ooze um, oh i forgot to mention that part yeah i didn't know if niall did any of them it sounded like he may have done the first one but i don't really know that's in maybe the, not is that in the bridge right um, or the outro i don't know i wrote it for this chorus maybe it is <laughs> so, in that chorus where they go like Ugh, I can't sing right now. <laughs> it's, like, really high. It's higher than everything. And they, like, draw out you, like, for you and I. Uh, oh, no, we're, no, we're talking about different Not things. that part. It's, but- like, the... Ooh! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, a high-pitched ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, I think we're talking about whatever. the same thing. No, but the for you... When they drag out for you... Uh-huh. It's, that's not what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. That's the bridge. You're talking about in this last chorus. Yeah, there's just some background vocal going oh, on. I just, I just heard it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Will you do it then? Oh no! It's like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the one who always looks like a fool singing these dumb lyrics when I'm not even the one who can sing well? Because you're braver than me. 
Okay. <laughs> or you care less. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're not as insecure. Um, okay, so what else did you have about this part? Or is that everything? I think that's everything. So then it goes into the outro, which is both of them, and they're singing for you and I, for you, for you and I, for you, for you and I, for you and I, for you and I, yeah. And that was really pretty in the end. What did you think of the ending? I liked it. Good. Solid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, anything else just to sum up the lyrical analysis of this? Um, I don't think I have anything else. I feel like I said all my thoughts as we went. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully it's they're cohesive because I can tell I'm like really, really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hit 12 a.m. where I am, so I'm a little bit. Not that that's really different than usual, but still. Yeah. Um, it's not late for me. It's nine, but I only slept like one and a half hours last night. Yeah, I think we cut out the part where you said you woke up at 3 a.m. Oh, to drive your friend to the airport. Okay, so. well, if if we did cut it out, <laughs> I had a friend stay over last night because I had to take her to the airport in the morning. I'm taking care of her dogs and borrowing her car. We stayed up very late, like almost all night, and then I had to wake up at 3 a.m. and drive her to the airport, which took an hour. And then when I came home, I had um, many, many dogs to take care of, so... So you didn't go back to sleep at all? No. How is that possible? Well, because I got home. It was like after 4 a.m. I had to take the puppies out to pee and then Aww. I had to take the other dogs out. And then I was like, what might as well just usually wake start up? the day. 4 a.m. God, no. I would have let them whine. This is what I'm going to do tonight because <laughs> my parents aren't home and usually the dogs sleep in their room. So I'm going to be sleeping in my parents' room with the dogs and my one dog, Noel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the middle of the night, she wants to get up and pee, Mm -hmm. and my dad will bring her out. I am having none of it. I will be putting the freaking pillow over my ears Uh and letting her bark for as long as she wants. She can pee on the floor for all I care. (laughs) But see, that's what will happen at my house, because I have a 12-week-old puppy and a four-month-old puppy. Um, And they will pee in their crates if I don't take them out, and then that'll be more work for me. If it was adult dogs, I wouldn't do that. I would not let them wake me up. But puppies yeah. are different. Yeah. Little puppies. Yeah. Also, one of them is a monster. Oh. I mean, I love her, put, but she's crazy. Put videos on the Instagram. On the Talk Direction one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want cute puppies. The one at. puppy, she's um she's a Malinois. Well, she's like a rescue, but she's probably a Malinois, which is like a Belgian shepherd, and they're very high intensity dogs and mm-hmm. she um she grabs your pant leg and and like you just drag her around oh she like that is too cute yeah she's a lot <laughs> wow great dog um all right what was i gonna say to finish up the lyrical analysis um really know okay i definitely had something solid to say oh. but i forget it now hmm. um something about them i don't know hmm. so yeah do you think this is going to be a single like will they perform it live together is there going to be a music video um i feel like the song is a bit too 
Well, I don't know. Like we always say, we don't know what we don't know what would chart or what wouldn't. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like this song is a bit too sad and the melody is a bit too strange for it mm-hmm. to like be a really popular single. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they should definitely perform it live, and I think it would be really cool if they did a music video as well. That would be so cool. Like, I would love that. And I think that would be a really smart thing to do and probably, like, a fun project for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like they will perform it live at some point together. Yeah. Because Niall is down to do things like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like he could might even, like, pop up at one place on tour and just, like, right. come out for this song. Like, something fun like that. Yeah. I could feel it happening. Yeah. And if they do do it for a single, I mean, it's good that Niall's on it because he has that pull to get, like, more, to make it more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then a music video would be so cool if they were both in it together. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to hear it live. Mm-hmm. What song on her album do you think will be the single? Or is the single? I mean, I didn't see any stars next to any of the songs, so I don't. Know yeah, I feel like um, it's hard to say. I mean, oh, I feel like anxiety this, has a star next to it. Yeah, Sorry. I feel like that makes the most sense because it's the Selena Gomez one, and I feel like musically it kind of is quite poppy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though because it's so about mental health. Yeah, and I feel like you would say even just like a couple years ago, there would be no way a song like this, mm. like, would be out there. I remember BB Rexa talking about her song "I'm a Mess." Yeah, and she said like they didn't even want her to put it on the album because or like oh, let whoa. it be a single because they said like oh no, it's like about mental health. Like wow, you, you like that's no one's gonna want that. And like obviously it's done incredibly well. Right. Um, so I think that's cool that more songs talking about mental health are becoming popular. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. This was a good discussion. Yeah. It was interesting talking about a song. Oh, I think this is what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to analyze a song that none of the boys wrote on and wasn't their song. I yeah. This is one of the first times we've done like an outsider's song. Yeah, almost. I think <clears> so. Um, obviously Niall sung on it, but it's weird, like, analyzing the lyrics and not having something directly where you're like, oh, I think I know what this could be, or having, like, a deeper pull to what the, like, message is. I mean, I do love Julia Michaels, but it's different if we were, if this was, like, a Harry song, we'd be like, oh, this word, and this word, and this word, you know? Well, it also goes back to what I was saying on, um, I think it was the Goodyear's episode, Mm-hmm. Um, where I was talking about like when I get a song from the boys I have so many more questions and I'm like what does this mean what does this mean right and like this is a, this is a perfect a perfect example I don't know anything about Julia's love life really at all mm-hmm. I don't really know much about her as a person but I have no questions about this song like right. at all I know exactly what the song's about because I just hear it and I associate it to my life because I don't have to do that thing of like oh, I know what this could be about because mm-hmm. I don't. So I just automatically yeah. think, what could it be about me? Yeah, it's such a different experience. It really is. And also I think her writing style too is much more straightforward. Yes, that's helps. So there's, 
you know we're not sitting here like discussing metaphors right (laughs) or like like all the deeper meaning it's like you know we're talking more about like the structure of it and the music and like the words she chooses right versus like what does it mean about the empty swimming pool or whatever right but even Um, something like you know when you get to the last bit and it's like um you clung to my clinged to my body like you want it forever what a lie like i would be like mm-hmm. who is that about then like yeah who are you in a relationship with that it was a lie like you know like that's where my mind would go yeah definitely um also on multiple websites people sp- sp- spelt clinged with one g and that's not how you spell clinged <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> that she says clinged because like why didn't she say clung i just it just wouldn't sound as good is clung the actual? I don't swing, swang, swung. I don't think I don't know. Cl- like clinged is weird. Clinged, clinged. But I don't think clung would sound oh, good. Oh, now this. Wait. You clung to my no, body. Now people are saying clinged with one G is correct. Hmm. Maybe it's different countries because oh. I put in two G's and then it said it was correct for me. Yeah. The correct spelling is clinged two G's. Um, so maybe it is two G's. Unclear, because some of them spell it with one G. Hmm. Let's see what clung is. Clung also sounds odd. Yeah. But it is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like because of the way that the kind of songwriter that Julia is, she has stuff like this in her songs that, like, maybe don't don't make sense grammatically, but they work with the music. Mm -hmm. Like how we were talking about on the last episode – um the innuendo thing oh yeah like when you analyze that from a grammatical standpoint you're like oh that's not right Mm -hmm. but it works in the song so well Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter yeah and also there's some words that have two different past tense that Mm. are both correct like you swang on the swing you swung on the swing like they're they're both correct you can i swang i swung yeah both past tense right i don't know i don't know grammar with caitlin (laughs) yeah (laughs) i could also be making that up because i didn't really look that up but like people use swang and swung so swam and swum (laughs) uh anyway let's move on to recommendations my recommendation this week is to go check out these three different apps or websites Etsy, Poshmark, and Depop. Um, I've been obsessing over them. If you are like a shopping addict, don't do it because your life will be just sucked down a <laughs> hole. But <laughs> if you want to, you know, enjoy. Um, obviously, like I've used Etsy for a while. Um, it's just like where people can sell their stuff, like lots of small businesses, like reselling of recycled items, really good sustainability stuff. Um, the same with like Depop and Poshmark. People are reselling clothing. Um, so you can find super specific things that you want, jeans that you want in your size or something you saw from a long time ago that is no longer in stores. And then you're like, Hey, I remember I wanted that like five years ago. Let's see if someone's reselling it. Um, and a lot of the times it's like way cheaper than it was originally. So you save money and you're doing stuff that's good for the environment. Um, and yeah, fighting against capitalism and well, I guess, yeah, it's kind of a fight against capitalism, right? Even though you're buying stuff, it's reselling. So it's not like mm-hmm. people are p- 
people are having to like make you're not feeding into the demand of clothing yeah. or textiles or whatever yeah um but yeah i'm just on a deep dark hole of searching mm. things constantly on those apps but yeah. it's very entertaining yeah <laughs> i love etsy um, i haven't really used yeah. the other two yeah and the other two are more like etsy has like everything yeah the other two are more like more clothing based i've been on poshmark a lot because like oftentimes when i'm looking for a specific outfit or clothing item i end up there Mm -hmm. do my searching oh it's so entertaining (laughs) honestly i wish just like i right now in my etsy basket there's like 500 (laughs) dollars worth of stuff because i was just like adding everything i liked and i was like imagine if you could just be like okay i just want it all (laughs) like i would like to order 500 dollars worth of things yeah. What a life that would be. If you were Harry or any of the boys. Oh, I hate that. I hate thinking about it. You know. I love thinking about it, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> <sighs> oh, there was this tweet that I don't know if I retweeted it or not, but I saw it today. And it was like trying to get people to to understand what it really truly means to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you make $50,000 a year, um, it would take 20,000 years for you to save up <laughs> to be a billionaire. Oh, my God. 20,000 years. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's like, whoa, you just don't even really think about it. Yeah. Like, that is so much money. That is so much money. Not that Harry's a billionaire, but... Yeah. Um, what's your recommendation this week? Um, my recommendation is to watch Grace and Frankie because the latest season was just released and i've already watched it all oh wow i'm just so obsessed with those actresses and the show and um yeah the season was great cool i remember when it first came out i think i watched a couple episodes but then i didn't really watch anymore Mm. maybe i should get into it you should it's amazing i mean i'm Um, like a huge lily tomlin lily tomlin fan um but Louis the Tomlin, <laughs> Louis. Whoa, those names are so similar. Whoa, Lily Tomlin, Louis Tomlinson. That's why I stumbled on it. Uh-huh. That's so funny. Um, but the writing is so so good. Cool. My puppy is freaking out. <laughs> I hope it's not going to be awful cuddles. on the recording. That's okay. <laughs> it's a puppy. <laughs> um, guys, let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh. Let us know what you think of Niall's, Niall and Julia's song together. Um, and if you'd like to see them collab on his album, potentially upcoming. Um, thank you guys for listening to episode 166 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. Or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. You can also follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O-L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And then make sure to go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash talkdirection for this week's TDDL episode where we are going to be talking about the origins of all of the boys' names and how they relate to who they are and our own name origins. And it's going to be fun. So if you're interested in that, definitely go check that out. 
You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. There's also a SoundCloud app. Um, and leave us a review to help more people discover the show. Give us a five-star rating if you wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'm Caitlin. I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 167. Me like a silhouette, hot candy dripping on me till my feet are wet. Now she's all over me. It's like I paid for it. It's like I paid for it. I'm gonna pay for this. 